0: Welcome to The Niche's You. My name is Matt Gottesman, at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick-hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 145, Love the Game More Than Anyone Has Ever Loved It. And this is in relation to a quote I saw and heard from the David Beckham series on Netflix. Now, for any of you wondering, just in case, David Beckham, the world famous soccer player. For those of you in other countries, football. But um, you know, he's one of the greatest players uh, of all time. You know, I know that there's plenty of other players. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> so I understand that. But he had said in the documentary, he said, "I think I love the game more than anyone has ever loved it." That's what I think. I never had many friends. I kept myself to myself from the moment I got home from school to the moment I slept. I spent my time out in the garden playing football. And I loved this because when you think about, he knew his, his love of football. He knew his love of, of, of soccer. He knew his love of the game very early on. And that's all he wanted to do. And it wasn't an obligation to be the best player in the world, it was more of his, I guess you could say responsibility or obsession, his devotion. It was his devotion to be the only type of player like that in the world. Do you get the difference? So it wasn't an obligation to be the best in comparison, external world. It was his devotion to be the only kind of player of, you know, in, in the game. And those are two very, very different philosophies. And that's why I wanted to, to do an episode on this is to tell you that, can you love something within your talents and your gifts greater than anyone else has ever loved it within that realm? Now, at first glance, that might feel intimidating. Let's say you're a writer or a painter or a, you know, some type of someone from the arts. And you could say, look at you know, the, the Leonardo da Vinci's of the world. Look at the Charles Bukowski's of the world, right? And the Hemingway's and uh, the Michelangelo's, right? If I, the, the Da Vinci's, Michelangelo's, everybody, right? All, all of these artists, great artists. And if you were to compare yourself, you're already outside of your being because that's not what you're here to do. You are here to devote yourself to your things even if categorically other greats have occupied that lane with you you are not trying to be the best you are trying to be the only and can you love it so much that you devote your lo- your your honor your respect and your work and you know some of the things that I was thinking about that I made some points I wanted to talk about here one of them was, as I said, you don't feel the obligation to work harder at it. You feel the responsibility, obsession, curiosity, and devotion to work harder at it. You feel this responsibility. And, and I'll tell you, because like the things that I love to do, especially writing, it never gets old for me. It never gets old. Now, I've had moments where I've either burnt out creatively or if I'd started to feel like it was becoming more of a task I realized I wasn't devoting the right honor and respect to it. I even went back to some of the basics for learning how to better, based on technique or uh, different ideas of putting words together and making the complex simple, or journaling more every single day, just to you know have the habit of writing without needing it to go anywhere. Right? So, I I found that it wasn't that I was ever tired of writing. It's just that maybe I wasn't giving it the level of devotion it needed because it's something that innately I love to do. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I don't compare myself to any other writers in fact, if anything, when I when I look at other writers or authors Dead or alive, you know, throughout history, I, I I never feel like I'm comparing myself to them. Ever. In fact, it's the opposite. It's really mostly admiration of I like that they ran their race so well. And and I, I believe that when you when you are in devotion to the thing that you love so much, and the reason why you don't compare is because you just know that you're a different style in every way, shape, or form. Even if there's some similarities, you just know you're you're one of one. You're not you're not in competition. And that's the other reason I wanted to say that, you know, love the game more than anyone has ever loved it. Cause it's not that you are in comparison to anybody else. It's just that because you are absolutely trying to love on your talents in a way that feel devoted to them to bring out your uniqueness and create this one of one for you. So find the thing, if you haven't already, that you don't feel like it's an obligation to work harder on it. It feels like a responsibility, a curiosity, a devotion. It feels like a devotion to do it. I will never stop. In fact, honestly, in a lot of ways, I'm just beginning. If I told you how much I wanted to do with writing, you know, and how far I want to take it, you guys would think I'm nuts. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But, and that's okay. Like I know all the things I want to do with it happily. And I can't wait. I'm, I'm already doing a lot of it, but there's still that much more. And so this brings me to the second point I want to talk about is that, you know, it's this interesting thing where we hear people talk about, do you have a work life balance? And I believe in work life harmony. And the reason I bring this up is because these are two different modes of operation. Um, often at times I hear, okay, first of all, let's go back, back to the top about this. Why do I say work life harmony? Because whatever it is that you love to do from your gifts and talents will be integrated into your life and livelihood, not separated. So when I hear people talk about like work life balance, I'm like, "Eh, that feels like you're saying, well, this is what I do over here, uh, for work and business and all that. And then here's over here, my personal life and hobbies and family and, and all this other stuff. And, um, then it's about figuring out what proportion you do for each. And I feel like, Sometimes, and you get some schools of thought about that that being a myth, because I look at it more as work-life harmony, the full integration of here are the things that I love to do, and with my devotion to it, it comes over into all the other parts of my life, not intrusively, but uh, in like, but congruently, to allow all the the support and the opportunities and the expansion and what it does for health and wealth and family. And you get what I'm saying? you know, like, look at when you look again, here's when you look at like David Beckham and people go like, how do you have all these things? Like when I say uh, things, I don't mean material, I mean like he, he might have like several businesses and, and he'll have, you know, he had his career and then, uh, you know, and then he's a very devoted family man. Now, again, I can't speak from an internal, I don't know the man personally, but I'm just saying that, you know, he's doing these different areas of his life and they're all integrated. And that's what I mean about that. And so when you do what you love, it also becomes a discipline of love for everything else in your relationship slash spouse, in your, with with children, with your health, with everything else. So when you, I actually think it leads into a much bigger discipline. Love the game more than anyone else has ever loved it because it'll pour out into everything else. It becomes a full integration, work-life harmony. So that's why I want to say versus a work-life balance. I don't want to separate anything out. I want everything in devotion to be congruent and interwoven and intertwining with each other. You know what I mean? And as I mentioned earlier, the third point I want to bring up is like, you don't play to be the best in the game. You play to be the one of one in the game. And you see this all the time. Like you've seen plenty of like great players, great artists, great business people. Is there an absence of other greats? No. But is there something you feel from that individual? Yes. That's because they are one of one. And when you understand that, you won't be in comparison, you will be in devotion. You will be devoted to the processes. You will be devoted to to the discipline, you'll be devoted to the art of the thing. Again, I don't even care. Let's say you're a CPA, you're an accountant, but you love numbers, you love figuring out the greatest way to make uh, an account for money. You love it, and you should like you should double down on that love so much. Again, because uh, sometimes every now and then I'll have people who reach out and say, "Oh, like well, you know, you're just talking about the art." I'm like, "No, I'm talking about anything that just brings you." that your talents and gifts are coming through brings you this joy of working on and is in devotion to the tasks at hand related to what you want to do. You can be anything from a mechanic to a farmer, to a painter, to a writer, to a podcaster, whatever. Your devotion is there and you are the one of only in the way you do it. Own that one of only one of one, I should say, be the only, not the best. Don't be in comparison where people, because, and here's the other thing that this is very important for maintaining that love organically, because if people constantly put you in this comparison game of like, oh, some say you're the best, some say you're this, you know, oh, in comparison to this person, that person, you know, it's easy for an external world to, you know, they, they mean it out of admiration, but often, you know, when they interview players or they interview, uh, you know, in sports or they interview artists or whoever it might be, you know, the idea is to say, listen, you know, I celebrate anybody that is, um, in their lane, in their path. And I, I never want to be compared because, and people will still do that and that's okay. But I, I always want to stay in my lane. And what I mean by that is that people may try to compare. And if you, if you listen too much or a little extra than you should, you might start to ask yourself, well, do I need to, you know, do I need to apply that to this? Now, it may be possible because you do have to always be open to receiving new ideas, new changes, new pivots within what you do, but you have to be very, very careful not to do it inorganically. You know what I mean? Not to veer off because, well, this is what everybody else is doing. No, 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 no. You have to be very devoted to loving something so much that you may love it more than anyone else you're open you look at what other people doing. I mean like Kobe Bryant studied the tape of his of his competitors he wanted to see what they were doing well where their weaknesses were how could he exploit them in the game you know he was constantly trying to be the best possible player basketball player he could he ever could be so he was watching the field if you will but more out of love and mastery for his craft less out of let me try to do the same thing as them. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. Don't necessarily try to be the best, be the only. And then another thing to think about too, that happens in loving the game. You know, he, there was a a couple other quotes I'd seen about, uh, he never did anything else. If it was bad weather, he'd be drawing and it would be something to do with football. That's all he ever wanted. He never went out with friends. He never went out at night partying girls. He didn't want to know, Um, you know, this is in relation to David Beckham. Uh, So this idea of uh, other me, other people may use a lot of outside fun. What I mean by that is that there's going to be a lot of people that may not understand your devotion to the love of your game that you are playing for your life. They just may not. Um, and they may have more of a routine that isn't in necessary devotion of their gifts, but it could be a well-played Game. They've got their work. They've got their life, and then a lot of they they occupy a lot of outside fun, uh, you know, constant concerts and, uh, you know, or or parties or or eating out, all these things. And again, I don't. It's okay. You can do whatever you want to do, but what I'm saying is is that often at times, the Kobe Bryant mentality was such devotion from 3am till 10pm at night. And so if you were asked, you know, Oh, Hey, do you, you want to come out to dinner at 80? He'd be like, no, I'm in the gym. Or, Hey, we're all going to go to this club or we're going to do this thing or do whatever outside fun. It's just a different way that people who love what they do, uh, move. I love my schedule. I love waking up at 5, 5.30 in the morning. Truthfully, I'd rather wake up even earlier. I know that some of you are thinking, are you nuts? No. I love waking up early and creating right right away, praying, meditating, writing, creating. And I love going to sleep at 8.30. Well, at least being in bed by 8.30, but I love going to sleep by 8.30, 9 o'clock. I love it. I absolutely love it. And it's funny, I mean, I remember when I was in my 20s, you know, like, there's no way, you know, that wasn't, I was, a, I was a night person. I just like, I like being up at night, even, you know, even just at home, I just like, I like being up at night. And it's so funny when, you know, people could easily see that, like, oh, God, well, like, you know, I can't go to sleep early. Oh, I, you know, I don't this, I don't that. Oh, you know, I, and, and they find themselves out often. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Like, I tell everybody, like, you got to do whatever you got to do. But, like, my devotion is I love how I run my game all day. I love it. I love being in the arena of my work, which is my life, which is because everything that I'm learning in life translates back into my work, especially in writing and sharing with all of you. So it's it's definitely different when you have a love of the game more than anyone has ever loved that particular game. And especially people who aren't even in that game, it's possible that their quote unquote outside fun um, may make more sense to them than the way you move. And the reason I bring this up is because it could make you feel, you know, weird sometimes, but don't be in such devotion. You go, oh, okay, cool. Do whatever you got to do. And this ties into my, my fifth point that I wanted to bring up, which is if you were training for the Olympics, what would you say no to? And here's why I bring this up. Often at times I've had people in the past look at me like, for at my devotion, I'm like, well, don't you ever have any fun? I'm like, yeah, every day. Even when it's tough, by the way, but yeah, every day. And they look at it as like, oh, you know, you don't do this enough. You don't do that enough. And I'm like, I love what I'm doing. Yours may be an alternative to what you're doing because when you, what you're doing, maybe you, I don't know if you like it or not. I don't know what your, your relationship is with that. And it's so interesting how people, not really, not anybody that I've dealt with in many years, but like how, you know how people can give you kind of like a hard time for being so devoted to what you do. And I always tell people, it's very, very simple. Tell them if I were training for the Olympics, if you knew I was training for the Olympics, you wouldn't even ask me. You'd be like, oh no, 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 no. Like we would ask you, but nope, you got to go home. You got to get your sleep. You know, I, we expect you, you know, in four years to win that race. It's like, oh, okay. Now I have your support. <laughs> I I often ask, (laughs) I often ask people, you know, can you give the same support that you would for somebody who's training for the Olympics, who's training for their life, their devotion to their thing that they love? Can you give that same support? So any of you listening, if you're ever in that same position and somebody doesn't understand, ask them, can you give that same support that you would give if I were running in the Olympics in four years? And instead, for running for my like the thing I want to do with my life right now, can you give that same support and understanding of that? And I feel like that analogy helps people really go, you know what? I understand your commitment, okay, because it's not their fault either. I mean, when you see somebody running, getting preparing for the Olympics, it's visual. People can understand what that is, so I get it. So we we have to also do a good job of communicating to others why why we might be saying no. Not that we have to be defending the no. I'm saying, like, why, why are we so devoted, right? And then a final point I want to bring up is that something to think about in you love the game more than anyone else has ever loved it. Uh, and I brought this up on uh, or part of this up on a previous po- uh, podcast. What you love may be different than a person who's very good at what you love. And what I mean by that is that you may... You may you got to be very careful. I want to reiterate this point from another podcast. When you see people, you don't want to ever compare because what can happen is you may see people in the same arena, in the same sphere as you, running that race really, 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 really well. We hope they love it. But there's also a possibility they may just be very good at it. And that's not even really supposed to be their path, but they're just really good at it. So that's why they went all in on it. It's different when you love it. It's way different. So, and this, this again kind of goes back to that, that, that top of the hour point where I was bringing up about when you love it, it's just different. You really aren't in comparison to anybody else. Of course, I can look at the writings of Da Vinci and Shakespeare and Bukowski and Hemingway. I'm different than them. You know, I honor, love and respect their work. I'm different than them. And in no way do I feel compared, compared to them. Um, and I love what I do, so I know that that devotion will be there for consistently putting out that work and expanding all the possibilities of God to work through me in my work. So i leave you on those points. I appreciate you guys tuning in every single episode. Love the game more than anyone has ever loved it. Do not put yourself in a comparison mode. Put yourself in a one-of-one one mode be so devoted to the, the the things and the processes and the uh, expansion and the growth and the frameworks and uh, the ability to take what you're good at and understand it to levels that just put you in such obsession and curiosity and devotion that you love it more than anyone has ever loved it and the rest of the details will be revealed to you your life will be revealed to you i appreciate you guys tuning in every single day thank you so much please leave a written review on apple it helps expand the awareness of the show please leave a five-star review there spotify anywhere else they allow ratings please do so it means the world to me and until next episode i'm out all right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in, and you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these, the moment they come out, please text me, 480 480- Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.